Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Every weekend, every weekend, this show aims to make you a smarter traveler. Our goal is to save you money on the road, to induce you to consider to take a trip maybe you might not have already considered. And the nice thing about radio is you can travel in your mind along with us as we talk to a pretty wide rainbow of guests from the travel industry, interesting folks from interesting destinations, authors about places, ideas you might find intriguing regarding travel. We, we pretty real pretty wide definition of travel. Coming up this hour, for example, we're going to explore Tuscany with John Cahay. He's a veteran reporter who apparently can't get enough of Italy. His new book is called Hidden Tuscany, and it aims to introduce readers and travelers to places in Tuscany that many visitors miss. I mean, most of us have heard of Florence and Siena and Chianti, if only the wine. It's also a city or a town in a region. But there's a lot more to Tuscany, and John's going to join me in a few minutes to highlight a couple of those uh, other attributes. We're going to talk with Norm Schriever. We talked with him in, <clears throat> excuse me, in April of last year before he left for six months on the road Asia, on the road Asia carrying just a backpack for six months. We asked him to report with us upon his return, and he is back five months late, and he's going to do just that. So he did 11 months through Asia with a backpack. I want to know how he did that. You might be familiar with Sebastiani Wines. Well, Sam Sebastiani has another passion. And it involves waterfall. He's created a sanctuary for wild... Did I say waterfall? I meant waterfowl. He's created a wa- waterfowl uh, reserve in Nebraska called Winemakers Island. If you're a hunter, this is a place you might want to know about. Sam is going to join us about 43 after the hour. And recently, we discussed the fact that some U.S.-based credit cards are not accepted overseas because they lack electronic chips. You may find those chips in new cards as you receive them. But what about a pin to go with that chip, as most European cards have? Well, Matthew Schultz is an industry analyst with CreditCards.com. He's going to stop by to say there are a couple of cards now available in the U.S. that match European requirements. And he explains why the U.S. has been so late to, uh, to this world of higher security credit cards. First, let's take a quick look at some of this week's news. Well, if you're interested in visiting Tibet, the Chinese government just made it easier. They dropped a law that required no more than three nationalities be represented in a tour group. Don't ask me what purpose that served. In other words, if there's a tour group going to Tibet and somebody had a Danish passport and an English passport and an American passport, anybody with a different passport couldn't join. Only could be three different nationalities per trip. They have dropped that rule. It'll make the former kingdom a little more accessible. Younger listeners might not know that Times Square in New York City used to be fairly tawdry. That was before what some called the Disney of Times Square was notorious for peep shows and hookers and hustlers. Well, now a different kind of cleaning up is in the offing for Times Square. If you've been there in the last several years, you've seen a proliferation of folks dressed up as comic book or movie characters. They're happy to pose next to you or your kids for a few bucks or maybe more than a few bucks. We're talking Elmo, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Cookie Monster. Trouble is, it's not all sweetness and good, clean fun, as it might appear. Foreigners have been charging outrageous sum after snapping a picture and then hassled if they didn't think it was worth 40 or 50 bucks. Super Mario, or at least a character playing Super Mario, was accused of groping a woman. An Elmo figure delivered an anti-Semitic tirade and wound up pleading guilty to a disorderly conduct charge. Elmo. Elmo. And some of those lovable characters can be downright pushy. 
They're rude if you rebuff their advances. So City Council in New York is considering legislation to regulate these, I guess we'll call them characters, because that's what they are. They'd all be subject to a background check. They'd have to be licensed. Now, there's a whole question about whether they're violating copyright laws by being characters owned by someone else, but somebody will get around to that eventually, I wager. Speaking of cleaning up tourist sites, uh, police in Thailand, soldiers in full combat uniforms, swept illegal food stalls and vendors and massage huts and other commercial operations off Patong Beach on the popular resort island of Phuket this week. Authorities said over the years so many unlicensed operations and hawkers have made the sands more of a bazaar than a beach. And they intend to comb that beach every day until illegal vendors are gone. Well, you know, we're making our travel decisions as consumers closer and closer to the day we want to depart, at least according to one multi-sport uh, tour operator, Austin Adventures. Last summer, only 6% of travelers bought their vacations through Austin Adventures less than 30 days before departure. This year, the company says about 12% of people are calling up 30 days before departure to buy tours. Company president Dan Austin attributes this to the long and wicked winter in some parts of the country, as well as a pent-up demand for travel, particularly during summer. My advice is... Book your travel as soon as you know you're certain about where you want to go and when you want to go. It'll give you a wider choice of options. U.S.-based airlines have been upset as customs and border protection officials have approved satellite operations at overseas airports. What that means is, instead of clearing customs and often standing in a long line when you get back to a U.S. International Gateway Airport, customs has actually put offices in foreign airports. So before you even board the plane, you've already cleared cleared customs and gotten that big long line out of the way. Um, the air, airline, airline, U.S.-based airline carriers are particularly upset that at least one of these is in an airport that's not served by any U.S. airlines. That would be Abu Dhabi in the United Arab Emirates. Um, U.S. airlines howled because they felt that put them at an advantage. How come their passengers flying out of, oh, I don't know, Frankfurt or Dubai or whatever, you know, have to wait in line and they come home when... Abu Dhabi, who has no U.S. carriers, is kindly put U.S. employees there in a customs office. You get the point. Anyway, Congressman, just this week, in in the House, passed a bill that would require any port, any airport with a pre-clearance facility to be served by a U.S.-based carrier. Now, these pre-clearance facilities are very common at Canadian airports and some places in the Caribbean, like Bermuda, which isn't in the Caribbean, I know, but those sort of resort places. Shannon, Ireland has one, too, as well. No sign whether the Senate shares the sentiments of the House of Representatives or airline airline lobbyists uh, who are pushing this legislation. By the way, uh, Abu Dhabi shoulders much of the cost of that customs operation there in the Emirates, the staff, and so on. What irritates residents of big cities when it comes to visitors? Well, the discount travel site called CouponCodesPro.com. That's a long one, new one I've never heard of. Anyway, they surveyed 3,200 adults who were residents of New York, San Francisco, D.C., Chicago, and Orlando, and they were asked this question. What trait do you find most frustrating about the tourists visiting your city? And they were provided with a list of possible answers. They were able to select all that applied. Here were the winners. In New York, New Yorkers find the number of people asking for directions a bit frustrating. In San Francisco, they don't like tourists stopping in the middle of the sidewalk to take photos. In Chicago, they say tourists or travelers don't tip appropriately. And in D.C., they think people who are visiting are walking too slowly so they can look at everything. Well, excuse me, Washington, D.C. It's sort of my hometown. That's a little. You know, let them walk slowly. Walk around them. The sidewalks are wide there in Washington. In Orlando, <laughs> Orlando, now the locals are tired of people asking them to take their photo. Oh, come on. Come on. But here's what's interesting. Uh, when these folks who talked about what made them cranky about visitors in their city were asked if these tendencies 
if they displayed these tendencies when they visited other cities, two-thirds of the respondents confessed that, excuse me, three-quarters of them, 76% of the respondents confessed, yeah, they too were guilty of the same behavior when they go to new cities. So there you go. Don't block the people on the sidewalk in Washington and where else? New York, San Francisco. And uh, use your cell phone instead of asking for directions in New York. And, and, and don't ask everybody in Orlando to take your picture. I'm Rudy Maxis. Stick around. We are going to talk about Tuscany right after this break. You're in Rudy Maxis. We're glad to have you here this weekend. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. Everybody knows vacations are instantly rewarding. Instant relaxation, instant tan lines, instant margarita buzz. With the Orbitz Rewards program, the payoff comes just as quickly. Earn free hotels faster when you earn rewards instantly on flights, hotels, and vacation packages. And you can earn even more when you book on the Orbitz mobile app. 5% on hotels, 2% on flights. Join Orbitz Rewards today at Orbitz.com slash rewards and get instant vacation gratification. That's Orbitz.com slash rewards or look under sponsors at RudyMaxa.com. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. We all know the Internet connects you to everyone. But ever think how the Internet also connects everyone to you? It's a recipe for identity theft. Thieves can get to our personal info with just a few clicks. So isn't it crazy not to have identity theft protection? I know I've got all kinds of sensitive information floating around online. The good news is you can help protect yourself with a free trial from Identity Guard by visiting identityguard.com slash free. At last, Nexium, the purple pill, is available without a prescription for frequent heartburn. See those women drinking their iced mocha whatevers? Now they have Nexium level protection. That guy struggling to text and eat soup at the same time? Him too. Introducing Nexium 24-Hour, the protection of the number one prescribed acid-blocking brand, just without the prescription. New Nexium 24-Hour, Nexium-level protection, now in the heartburn aisle. May take one to four days. Use as directed to treat frequent heartburn, not for immediate relief. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. It is 18 minutes after the hour, and this portion of Rudy Maxa's world is brought to you by Orbits.com, who want you to know that, well, they want you to know that they know vacations are instantly rewarding. You get instant relaxation, instant tan lines, instant margarita buzz, perhaps. But with the Orbitz Rewards Program, the payoff comes just as quickly. You can earn free hotels nights faster when you earn rewards instantly on flights, hotels, and vacation packages. So here's how it works. You sign up for Orbitz.com slash rewards, and every time you book a flight or a hotel or vacation package, you're going to get a certain amount of your money back to apply to a hotel stay. 
that you book on Orbitz. You can apply it instantly or save it up till you have enough to pay for the whole enchilada. And you'll learn even more when you book on the Orbitz mobile app. 5% on hotels, 2% on flights. So join Orbitz Rewards today at Orbitz.com slash rewards and get instant vacation gratification. Nothing better. Orbitz.com slash rewards or look at RudyMaxa.com under sponsors. By the way, if you go to RudyMaxa.com, you can hear podcasts of all our past shows. Uh, they're broken down by our one and hour two. So if you heard something in our first hour, you hear something this in the second hour that you would like to pass along to a friend or here again because you didn't uh you wanted to remember something specific well it's right there at rudymaxa.com the podcast is usually posted easily by sunday afternoon and my monday through friday travel minutes are there as well you don't have to listen to those as actually transcripts those are very brief Okay. As promised, John Cahey is with us. He is the author of a new book called Hidden Tuscany. John is a veteran newspaper man and wire service journalist. Boy, that's a phrase. That's a phrase people aren't going to know about 20 years from now. Wire service journalist. Spent 45 years as a journalist, retired in 2011, and now he spends as much time as he can in Italy. And of course, being a journalist, he just couldn't help himself but write a book. Hidden Tuscany is about those. Well, let me let John tell you. Hey, John, welcome to Rudy Max's World. Hey, it's nice to be here, Rudy. Thanks for having me. All right. Now, I guess the, the the suggestion of your title is that folks know about Florence and Siena and that there's a region and a town named Chianti. You wanted to go off the beaten track, didn't you? That's right, uh, Rudy. I think a lot of western Tuscany is ignored. Those wonderful towns that you just mentioned are in the east and uh, and uh, get an awful lot of tourist traffic tonight. Trying to encourage people to uh, take some time and uh, in a rental car and just explore the uh, the western half of uh, Tuscany. Well, let me stop you right there when you mention rental car because I love driving in Europe. But then again, I sort of grew up in Europe and I've driven a lot. No, I don't. Yeah, but if you've never driven in Europe, it is a little different. But you get with the flow of it in a few hours. And the nice thing about Tuscany, it's so famous, you know, along with Provence, Provence, Tuscany, Tuscany, Provence. It's so famous that I think anybody who's never been there might think this is, you know, it's like, um, I don't know, it's it's like Miami Beach in January on a weekend, or the East Hampton, you know, the Hamptons in New York on a summer weekend. It's a well, small and wide open area, isn't it? It's easy to drive from town to town, even in prime time. That's right, uh, and uh, you know it's it's wide open in the west. There's uh, there's not the traffic jams. There's not the crowds of people. I mean, Florence. Uh, I've been there many times, and it can be quite hectic and long lines and that type of thing. Uh, in uh, in some of these uh, smaller towns, villages, uh, places full of art, such as uh, Pietrasanta, which is uh, in the north end of uh, Tuscany, right on the coast. Uh, there's a hundred sculptors working there, and there, there's art galore, uh, and no no grand lines to uh, to, take, to waste your time. And if you stay off the autostrada, you can get on these small, uh, these narrow, two lane roads, uh, paved roads, and go from village to village. Uh, the autostrada misses these villages; they go right past them, just like the interstate goes past towns in the United States. Uh, it's a good idea to get off of the autostrada and onto the small roads and just explore the place. The autostrada, by the way, is Italian version of our interstates, although it's a toll road. But, boy, people can zip by at 100 miles an hour easily. And I want to say a word about Piazza Santra. There's so many sculptors there because that's where the great marble is from, right? That's right. It's uh, right near uh, Carrara. And there are numerous marble quarries. Uh, that's another wonderful drive is to uh, get on the... Uh, get on these uh, narrow roads from village to village and go up into these uh, these valleys of these really tall coastal mountains and uh, 
and visit the villages where the uh, stone carvers or the actually the quarrymen uh, work uh, live and work. It's a, it's a great experience and something you don't see a lot of in in Italy. John Cahey is the author of a new book called Hidden Tuscany. It's going to go on sale July 15th, which is what, just three days, a couple days from now. That's right, uh, John, on Tuesday. Tuesday. John, um, on, the, on the West Coast, there are some gorgeous little beach towns, aren't there? There are, uh, all up and down the coast. Now, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the uh, beaches uh, in, in Tuscany and in Italy in general are, are, are private. Uh, I don't know how that happened. Beaches in the United States tend to be mostly public. But uh, in Italy, uh, a lot of them are private. There's uh, public beaches uh, uh, placed here and there and are easy to find and accessible. Um, but you see these uh, umbrella communities, in the, especially in July and August, uh, that just take over the horizon. Uh, a lot of French, a lot of Germans, a lot of Italians on holiday, a lot of Dutch. But very few Americans make it to these places, and, it's, uh, and it shouldn't be missed. Can you tell us a name or two of a, of, of a resort town on the West Coast? Well, there's the Marina di Pietrasanta uh, in, in the north end, which is the, the village of Pietrasanta that I just men- mentioned about the art is about a mile inland, but it has a marina area which uh, has beautiful beaches and so forth. And then the farther south you go, you go to places like uh, Orbitello and uh, Piambino and... Uh, Places like that that, that that don't ring familiar, like Florence and Siena do, but you can't you can't miss them. Uh, the whole length of uh, Tuscany, the whole coastline is uh, has wonderful beaches, and I might add, so do some of the islands off the coast of Tuscany. The Tuscan uh, archipelago has about seven seven islands. Some of them are hard to get to in the fact that they're nature preserves. Others, like uh, Capraia. Uh, is a wonderful place to go. Very few automobiles, only a couple of cars that belong to locals, uh, not worth taking a vehicle to because there just aren't any roads to drive on in Capraia. And some of these places have wonderful place. To some of these folks, uh, some of these folks, some of these places, particularly the ones uh, that that aren't the islands. Do they have a, a good tourism infrastructure in terms of hotels, et cetera? And if they do, do you need to book way ahead for summer months? I would book way ahead. Yes, they do, to answer to your direct question. Uh, and I would book way ahead in uh, July and August. Those are the big holiday months uh, in Europe. And uh, you get many Europeans going all over the place uh, for, for, their, for, their, for their summer breaks. And uh, when I was there, I was there from uh, April through September, into September. And... Uh, and I had a great deal of trouble as I was traveling around uh, Tuscany on several different uh, trips, five-day trips at a time. I had significant problems getting places to stay uh, for July and August. So well in advance is advised. Uh, right, or go in June or October or late September. Right, and I would recommend that, too. Uh, mm-hmm. I would recommend Tuscany in general to, uh, to go into in, uh, in uh, April, May, even June, uh, October, sep- late September, October, uh, because it's it's a lot cooler, and uh, and if you're going to Tuscany in general, like a Florence or a Siena, uh, you might find fewer crowds to uh, to block your way. But uh, but Florence and Siena are always always busy. 
Give me a one-minute pitch on Tuscany for folks who have never been there and have heard about it for years and read books about it. What, what in a few sentences, attracts you so to it? It's a, it's a unique culture. Uh, it, Tuscan food, like many places in, in Italy, uh, is different from village to village. You, you can order the same thing on a menu from one town to the next, and you'll find an incredibly different array of, uh, of styles of preparing it. It's uh, it's got it's got the churches, it's got the uh, it's got the hilltop villages, it's got uh, the things that seem to appeal to travelers the most, and it has a varied history. It has an ancient history. Of course, we know Italy is, is ancient; goes back to pre-Roman times, to the Etruscans, and so forth. Uh, and these the people that predated the Romans were very heavily in this western southern part of Tuscany uh, heavily uh, they built villages and so forth uh, the, on which villages today have been built on sure and, and you go into they are med- medieval villages yeah and you go into Umbria you've got Orvieto last question 10 seconds left is English widely spoken uh, yes it is uh, it was for me I, I'm a very poor Italian speaker I, okay. I basic uh, Italian, and I had no trouble whatsoever talking to people. John Kay's book is called Hidden Tuscany. It's brand new. It's a, his personal uh, travels through a gorgeous part of the world. John, good luck with the book. Thanks for dropping by. to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Everybody knows vacations are instantly rewarding. Instant relaxation, instant tan lines, instant margarita buzz. With the Orbitz Rewards program, the payoff comes just as quickly. Earn free hotels faster when you earn rewards instantly on flights, hotels, and vacation packages. And you can earn even more when you book on the Orbitz mobile app. 5% on hotels, 2% on flights. Join Orbitz Rewards today at Orbitz.com slash rewards and get instant vacation gratification. That's Orbitz.com slash rewards or look under sponsors at RudyMaxa.com. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. Participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Hey, it's a four-day, it's a three-day, maybe even a four-day weekend in France. They get a lot of holidays. It's Bastille Day, which is sort of their equivalent of July 4th. So big doings on Monday morning is Europe's largest military parade. It goes right down the Champs-Élysées and the French Air Force's aerobatic team flies overhead with all kinds of colored dye and, you know, causing streaks in the heavens. I was actually there once for that. Celebrations held all over France, so if you're en route to Paris, expect uh, big doings on Monday when you get there. Okay, so we we, we talked to our next guest back when he was about to go off on a 
backpacking trip for six months through Asia, carrying everything he had in one backpack. And we grilled him a little about what was in that backpack. We'll ask him to repeat some of that right now. Uh, Norm Schriever actually apparently stayed longer, five extra months, 11 months. He's a Huffington Post travel contributor. He's an Amazon best-selling author. He's a blogger on travel. And he's back from 11 months abroad. Are our mom and dad really happy now, Norm? Uh, yeah, yeah. Mom's happy to see me and, of course, uh, force-feeding me with all the home cooking. And, I, and I'm not protesting about that, of course. All right. So this idea of going with one backpack, you must have had some moments where you thought, oh, I wish I had that. Yeah, you know, uh, you, you bring all these things and you plan and plan and scrutinize, uh, you know, what you're going to need. And, of course, it all falls apart uh, pretty, pretty soon once you get there. Uh, like you mentioned, I, I thought I was just going to go for six months, and I planned on staying in one place. I thought I was going to get an apartment in Vietnam. And so I just stuffed this bag. It was so heavy. It was ridiculous. Uh, but once I got to Southeast Asia, it's just so beautiful and so fascinating that I had to start traveling around. So all my plans uh, went to naught, and the bag was just way too cumbersome. So did you get a roller bag? No, I kept I kept the bag, but I just started shedding things as I went. And so there was, you know, a trail of uh, donations behind me everywhere I went in Southeast Asia. Was this was this a way of getting rid of? I mean, did you re, were these old clothes? Did you replace them with new clothes, or making room for other things? Um, you know, most of it uh, I tried to find some new clothes, um, but most of it was just get, getting rid of stuff you don't need. You know, you, you you bring five pairs of shorts and you end up wearing the same two pairs every every single day. You know, or or same with shirts. And so I tried to buy some things as I went, but. For anyone who's, uh, who's been shopping in Southeast Asia or been to the markets, um, an extra large their size is probably about a medium U.S. size. <laughs> so uh, I tried to squeeze in a lot of their clothes, but it just didn't work. Well, what lessons did you learn about packing? Because inspire us, because I swear I- I'm as guilty of it as anybody else, and certainly various uh, women I've dated over the years, over the decades. Yeah. Um, they like to pack a whole lot of stuff, and we really don't yeah. need as much as we think we do, do we? No, no, we, we really don't. And like I said, uh, you know, if you pack five, six, seven things, you usually wear the top two or three in rotation. And so it always helps to wear neutral colors, of course, you know, blacks or blues or something darker that doesn't get dirty. Um, something has to be really comfortable. And in Southeast Asia, it's always so hot. It makes sense if it's not cotton. Um, because cotton, you know, gets wet and it's hard to dry. Um, so any of the blended fabrics and, you know, your favorite stuff that all matches and it's all interchangeable and neutral colors. But how did you pare down your electronic equipment? Because I travel with so much stuff now, you know, with plugs and cords and, and iPad and computer and cell phone. It's, that, that is a nightmare. It's hard to, to avoid, and you end up with this whole... Uh, you know, snake nest of cords in your backpack, and you're trying to figure it out. Um, I definitely kept the things that I used and the stuff that I didn't, you know, I parted ways with. And sometimes that was hard. But, for instance, I had a, a Kindle, but then I, I was carrying it around. I had the cords, but I found I was always either on my laptop or, of course, just on my cell phone um, that has a Kindle app. And so it was a friend's daughter's birthday in Cambodia, and so I just gave her the Kindle. It was also a tablet. Um, so you make some hard choices, but you never really miss the stuff. That's what I noticed. You, when you have it, you think about it, but when you don't have it, you never really miss it. 
But I presume you were blogging and posting, and what were you using to do that? The laptop? Yeah, just used the laptop. Uh, you know, every everywhere I went, carried in my backpack, and it's a MacBook Pro. Hopefully, I could get a MacBook Air because it's that much lighter. But uh, you know, day to day walking around too, I used my cell phone just to snap pictures um, and just tweet or do stuff like that to stay in touch. How did you support yourself for five extra months? I presume you had a little savings before you left, and you were covered for six months. But did five months? Yeah, um, actually, and it, it turned out to be just about 12 months because it was July to July. So that was a, a whole year, amazingly enough. Um, I actually do a lot of blogging for businesses. And yeah. so, um, you know, I do their blogging and, and marketing campaigns. And I could do that from a, a cafe, a, a bar, a restaurant, a hostel, a hotel, no matter where I'm at in the world, as long as there's Internet. So I was... Uh, able to work every day and, and support myself or just get by. Um, as you know, you don't need as much to live in, in developing countries or in Southeast Asia. Sure. And if the trust fund had kicked in, would you have stayed longer? <laughs> uh, if the trust fund kicked in, which I don't have, of course, I'm from the other side of the tracks, mm-hmm. but uh, I probably would have gave it away. Um, you know, there's so many people in need out there. But, um, yeah, you know, I it was good to come back and recharge the batteries and see family, but... I'm already plotting my next escape to uh, Southeast East Asia um, and go back uh, maybe maybe uh, January. So. Good for you. Check him out at normrights.com. We'll be right back. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at rudymaxa.com. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. At last, Nexium, the purple pill, is available without a prescription for frequent heartburn. See those women drinking their iced mocha whatevers? Now they have Nexium level protection. That guy struggling to text and eat soup at the same time? Him too. Introducing Nexium 24 Hour, the protection of the number one prescribed acid blocking brand, just without the prescription. New Nexium 24 Hour, Nexium level protection, now in the heartburn aisle. May take one to four days. Use as directed to treat frequent heartburn, not for immediate relief. We all know the internet connects you to everyone, but ever think how the internet also connects everyone to you? It's a recipe for identity theft. Thieves can get to our personal info with just a few clicks. So isn't it crazy not to have identity theft protection? I know I've got all kinds of sensitive information floating around online. The good news is you can help protect yourself with a free trial from Identity Guard by visiting identityguard.com slash free. Everybody knows vacations are instantly rewarding. Instant relaxation, instant tan lines, instant margarita buzz. With the Orbitz Rewards program, the payoff comes just as quickly. Earn free hotels faster when you earn rewards instantly on flights, hotels, and vacation packages. And you can earn even more when you book on the Orbitz mobile app. 5% on hotels, 2% on flights. Join Orbitz Rewards today at Orbitz.com slash rewards and get instant vacation gratification. That's Orbitz.com slash rewards or look under sponsors at RudyMaxa.com.
If you're planning on spending any time outside during the warmer months, working in your garden, camping, or just playing with the kids, expect to get bug bites, stings, poison oak, or ivy. When that happens, you want fast, effective itch relief. So for all your summer itches, you need guaranteed Tricalm. That's T-R-I-C-A-L-M. Tricalm's patented formula is clinically shown to significantly reduce itch intensity and duration. Tricalm is fast-acting, steroid-free, and guarantees relief for the whole family. Tricalm stops the itching, burning, and stinging skin in the summer and throughout the year. It's effective on bites, rashes, persistent dry skin, and many other common skin irritations. Plus, Tricalm is backed by the itch-free guarantee. If Tricalm doesn't stop your itch, just mail them the empty tube and they'll send you a full refund. You don't see those big companies doing anything like that. So get guaranteed relief from all your summer itches. Available at CVS Pharmacy, Walmart, and other fine retailers. Pick up some Tricalm today. That's T-R-I-C-A-L-M. Or go to Tricalm.com. You'll be glad you did. Participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. You are listening to America's most widely syndicated radio travel show by far. Delighted to have about 170 news talk stations who carry us every weekend, and I'm grateful to both those stations and to those listeners. You probably know the name Sebastiani. It's a great wine family from California. Sam Sebastiani is the owner of, uh, of a vineyard. He is also an owner of something called the Winemakers Island in Bayard, Bayard, Nebraska. Am I pronouncing it correctly, Sam? You know, out here they call it Baird, but that's Baird. Bayard will make it easy to find. Close enough. Now, tell me a little about this this uh, this uh, uh, Winemakers Island because it it, <clears throat> it apparently matches it, it twins your passion for wine with passion for uh, wildfowl, and I'm not quite sure I see the connection between the two. Well, let's just say that we're turning wine into waterfowl. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I, think, I don't think that's the way I read in the Bible. I don't <laughs> it's the reverse thought. Um, what, what I've done is I've purchased a 2,000-acre property here in Nebraska, which uh, happens to be centered in the North Platte River. So we have an 800-acre island, and then we're surrounded with the balance of, of the property. And so we've created uh, lakes and ponds and waterways uh, from which out of the sky the ducks look down and see this wonderful place to come and take a break on their migration, either from the north to the south or from the south to the north. But let's go back. You grew up in a winemaking family. You're still a winemaker. Um, what's the connection between winemaking you, 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 and, and what you, you did something with your dad with birds, as I recall? Yeah, my dad used to be an ornithologist, and he had uh, caged birds, and um, I used to be the tender of his caged birds, but um, it was a problem for me because the birds kept jumping in the water, making it dirty, so I had to keep cleaning them, and I said to myself, someday if I can ever find a place out in the wild where they can just um, do their thing and I don't have to clean it up, I I would like to pursue that uh, avocation. So Winemakers Island is a place out in the wild where I can do that. All right, we had you on a travel show because travelers can come there and hunt. Is that correct? Yes, they, they have to go to winemakersisland.com on the uh, Internet and reference uh, their interest, and then we can see if we can accommodate them, yes. And when you say accommodate, do you mean as hunters or as, as, because you have a property where they can stay? 
No, we don't have any, I'm sorry, uh, accommodate their needs to go hunting. I see, um, okay. Yeah. And, and when, is, when is the time to be at Winemakers Island in uh, Bard, Nebraska? Okay. Last year we had Ducks Unlimited down here from November to January taking looks at the property. And on one day the cameraman said to me, I have seen more ducks here than we see sometimes all year in other places. So uh, the fall is from November to, this, to January is the time to, to come in. And this isn't your first time at, at creating a wildfowl preserve, is it? No, I, I created a 90-acre uh, private waterfowl preserve in California, which uh, turned out to be an extreme magnet for ducks. And we would um, have 35% of the waterfowl that came to the San Francisco Bay Area stop at our pond. <laughs> how, do you, how do you know it's thirty five percent of the? <laughs> you know that's that's amazing. We have guys come out and they put stakes in the ground, and then they count from each one of those stakes uh, every other week, and they then add that back into the flyway count, and they can tell. Wow! All right, give me a description. I, I, I is is are we talking? Hilly terrain. Tell us a little about what it looks like in your in in the North Platte River region of Nebraska. Well, it's not what people generally think of Nebraska. It's uh, cottonwood trees, uh, ash trees. So it's more like a valley with with a. I, I call it the country club. You got trees where the water's running between the trees, and uh, it's it has a a flat but um, complicated feeling to it as opposed to being you know hills. Well, if you are a, uh, a hunter who likes to uh, shoot birds, you should check out winemakersisland.com. Sam Sebastiani will uh, see if he can, as he say, accommodate you, um, and he can give you all details there. Well, Sam, um, what is the name of your vineyard, by the way? I make a wine called La Certosa. It's the uh, monastery in Italy where my grandfather learned how to make wine, and we, we've honored that tradition uh, with the name on the label, La Certosa. All right. Winemaker and uh, wildfowl uh, enthusiast Sam Sebastiani from a long line of, obviously, family winemakers. Sam, thanks for dropping by. Thank you, Rudy. I have never been up to that part of, uh, of uh, the North Platte River up in Nebraska. Ba- Baird, by the way, is spelled B-A-Y-A-R-D. We'll be right back here in Rudy Max's World. Stick around. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. When you travel abroad, you may find that your credit card isn't accepted everywhere, particularly in train stations in Europe and increasingly at other businesses as well. That's because they have cards that have an embedded chip in it, and you may see that in some U.S. credit cards these days, but not only... Do folks have to have an embedded chip to use many uh, credit card facilities overseas? You have to have a PIN number, too. Uh, If you don't have that, 
This is a man you should be listening to. His name is Matt Schultz. He's with CreditCards.com. And, Matt, I understand you have some very specific cards that we can get here as Americans that'll get us through this maze of uh, uh, credit card maze. And, by the way, is this only in Europe that they're embedded chips or in Asia, South America, elsewhere? No, um, the United States is pretty much the only like major country in the world that that still uses kind of the old school magnetic stripe credit card. Pretty much everywhere else um, that deals in credit cards is dealing with um, with chip and pin cards. Why is that? It's it's all about security. Um, for one, having the having the chip in the card makes the card harder to counterfeit, meaning the actual physical card. It makes it harder to replicate it, and then it also that chip also every time you buy something using a chip reader, um, it creates a uh, unique code for that transaction. So if there's a data breach and somebody gets a hold of that information surrounding that transaction that you did at Target, for example, the information that they get wouldn't work if they tried to use it again. It's the equivalent of them finding an expired password. Yeah, but Matt, we're the United States of America. We're number one in everything. We're fastest out of the box. Why You would think merchants and banks and folks who issue credit cards would be all over this before anybody else uh, for fraud reasons. Well, you would you would think. However, part of the part of the real issue is the expense of changing the infrastructure and changing the the terminals that people use. You know, at Target, at Walmart, whatever retailer you want to think of. And given how the economy has been over the last several years. The last thing that a lot of retailers wanted to do was sink in a lot of money to replace their their Hard terminals. Readers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I see. Okay, so give us some names of cards that we can get that have embedded chips. Yeah, the um, there still aren't a ton of them out there that that have both the chip and the PIN number associated with it. But one prominent one that's out there now is called the uh, Barclay Card Arrival Plus World Elite MasterCard. That's a mouthful. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but it um, it's it's a pretty good card in that um, for one, it has no foreign transaction fees, which is always important if somebody's traveling overseas. Um, it has an annual fee of about eighty nine bucks which you'd rather not have an annual fee, but if you're going to have one, that is about kind of the standard of where things are. And there's also some, uh, some sign-up bonuses that come with it as well. And that's really the most, um, the most widely available of the chip and pin cards. There are some other places that, um, that offer them as well. For example, USAA um, offers them to their members, but you have to be a USA member to be able to get it. And then right. there are several credit unions around the country that will offer them as well. So it might be a good idea for people around the country that if they are a member of a credit union, it may not hurt to give a call over to them and say, hey, do you offer a chip and PIN card? Okay. And and, and do, you, do you think it'll take a couple of years for us to catch up with the rest of the world? 
Yeah, I, I think that things are things will kind of hit critical mass in 2015 because uh, Visa, MasterCard, American Express, and Discover have basically told retailers that if you don't change your equipment to take these cards, we're going to shift the liability if a data breach happens to where the merchant will bear the responsibility and the cost instead of the card networks taking it. Well, that'll convince them. Yeah, as you might imagine, that kind of lit a fire under people a little bit. Yeah, I mean, one breach like Target has, and maybe have to shut down the company if they had to cover everybody's fraudulent use. Yeah, it's possible. And so that deadline is is October 1st of next year. And so given that, you've seen a lot of... um, a lot of companies starting to issue chip cards with um, where you have to sign for them as opposed to just having as opposed to having a pin number mm-hmm. um, so a lot of people may have received new cards in the mail with the chip on it um, because of that, but I think that also because of the target data breach and all the headlines that that generated, I think more and more banks are going to kind of take that next step and start issuing PIN cards sooner rather than later. All right. Matthew Schultz, you'll get more information at creditcards.com. Matthew Schultz works there. He's a senior industry analyst. Thanks, Matt, for joining me. And while I'm doling out thank yous, thank you to Jeff Ryder, my engineer, and my executive producer, Janet Deo Savita McDonald. Thank you to you for listening, spending part of your weekend with me. Let's do it again next weekend. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing Must Hear Radio on the SSI Radio Network.